What's up, y'all? This is Books and Bills Podcast, a podcast for the young professional. It's your girl, Erica Helling, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, who's open amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. This a damn shame. Y'all got to be the dumbest. Listen, it's everybody's favorite staff member, Shaq, visiting you from the beautiful state of Florida, who is also open. <laughs> well, this is Perfect Patty, hailing all the way from Tyler, Texas, and we are, um, we got our, our pinky toe. Just a little, just a little bit of open. Y'all just kind of open. Just kind of open. But all come next week, they trying to open the floodgates, okay? Yeah, and... I noticed that we were open, y'all. It's a Hobby Lobby right beside my house. And you know Hobby Lobby is filled with old people. And every single one of them in the Gainesville community, they were all at Hobby Lobby today. So I see their people running out. But yeah. What they was buying, cloth and fabric? I didn't go in. I just drove by, saw the parking lot. Like, it's a full shopping center and the whole thing was full. So you could tell everybody was just in there shopping. And in Hobby Lobby was the only store in their uh, place that was open. So how about today? This hadn't happened to me, but I want to see the beauty supply house now. To give context, it's a beauty master, so that's like a bigger chain of beauty supplies. It's not like small; it's real. It's a little bit bigger, like think Walgreens size. Um, and I'm walking in. I'm on the phone. My mama got my mask on, and I walk in. And as soon as I come in, the security guy turn around and he's pointing at the mama at my head. And I'm like, at the beauty master, like, I, I mean, again, I thought it was a, I mean, it makes sense. And he show, they show you your thing. I'm like 95.1. I don't even know what that mean, but I, he, they let me in the club. They let me in. I hope it wasn't 95.1. I was perplexed. I didn't realize they were doing this. My mama was like, they probably doing it now because, um, well, I've seen it on the news. It just hadn't happened to me. But she was like, they probably doing it now because everything open. Yep. Well, I got a Nurse J question. Nurse J, why are people so, like, uh, obsessed with temperatures? Is this just like the flu in that if you got the temperature, that's when you're most contagious? Because I thought you could still spread it other times. Not the most contagious. It's just one of the symptoms that, you know, other people can measure. Gotcha. Okay. And in general, fevers are contagious in general, like, right? Fevers are contagious? No. I thought they were. Mm Mm-mm. It depends on why, why the body is creating the fever. Is it bacterial? Is it viral? You know, what's the issue? Hmm. And thank you so much for tuning in today's lesson <laughs> by Ask Nurse J. Okay. Am I the only one I ever thought that? I always knew that it was whatever you had that made you get the fever, you know, would make you contagious. I knew that a, a fever would. Too many times your folks put their hand right up on you when you got it, you know? So they doing all of this and stuff. I mean, but I feel like that's just the casualty of war. Your parents are just like... If you got it, I, I mean, I'm bound to get it. They just they just take it like a soldier. Because what they going to do, leave you? I would hope not. <laughs> Speaking of that kind of stuff and medicine, this is the last thing I got to say about it. Do y'all know I was last week years old when I learned what placebo meant? Really? Or like the placebo effect, excuse me. Like, I just didn't know that. I, I, I Yeah. Wow. It's okay. It's just not your wheelhouse. It's all right. And I didn't take biology when I was in college either. So that's probably a reason. I took a lot of other science and stuff, but biology was not it. So that's why I didn't know. That's what I'm blaming it on. Okay. How are you going to take biology? Engineering. You took so much physics and chemistry that you didn't need nobody else's science. Oh. I'd say I need your package. But yeah, today my show ain't Erica. It's your show. It's yours. Well, we're going to go on and get started. So nervous. So this today's petty question literally just happened to me as I was coming to this Zoom meeting, if you will. So I was in a meeting and something like this happened. So I'm going to explain it for y'all. 
So here's today's petty question. You are, say you've just gotten a new job. So currently you are about to leave your job, your current job in less than a week. So you're going to leave your job on Friday and today is Tuesday. Well, you're in a meeting and someone says, oh, insert your name here. I saw your awesome Instagram story. It was so sad. I hate to see you leaving right in the middle of the meeting. And so you've already told your everybody in your office, everybody knows that you're leaving and you're going somewhere else. However, your supervisor is blocked from your Instagram story. So your supervisor then proceeds to say, oh, I didn't even see it. Let me go take a look. And you can see them on the camera as they get their phone out, go to Instagram to take a look and see what you have on your story. So on a scale from one to petty, how do you respond? Do you A, Unblock them immediately so that when they go, they can see your story. Or do you B, not respond? C, do you tell everybody that they're blocked? And so and tell them also that they shouldn't go take a look or a combination or other. We're going to start with you today, Jasmine. Oh, I wish I could see my face when Shaq was telling this story. I was like, what? She what? That's why I went with you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I think I just would have told her. I had to tell my supervisor we cannot be friends on Facebook. It's not okay. So it ain't nothing to me to be like, no, we're not friends. I want to respect our relationship. So no, you can't see it. But thank you. Okay. What about you, Erica? Hmm. And this is me responding to my supervisor. Well, you also going to be responding to everybody, right? Because it's all on Zoom. This is all happening live. And my supervisor doesn't know what it says because they're blocked. They're going to look at it right now because somebody was just mentioning. So they about to find out that they're blocked. Uh, I would just probably intercept them and be like, yeah, like you don't have access to it, but I'll announce it now. Okay. I guess I should have made the story a little bit more nasty. Now, granted, this particular case that it happened, it was people who are cordial and they actually get along well, but it was more of that, hey, supervisor, supervisee, let's just have a little bit of distance from each other. That was their case. But what if it was just that supervisor that you just didn't like and that was the reason you did it? Same answer. Yeah, I'm about to say the same thing. You're not going to be able to see it because you have been denied access to my profile. Okay. Uh, for me, I would, it, it kind of depends. In that particular situation, because this literally happened to me, uh, I wasn't the person, but I saw it happening. Um, I think I would have went to unblock them so quickly. Like I would have rushed to hurry up, unblock them because I'm like, I don't even want to deal with it. Um, but if it was somebody that I, on that nasty side of things, somebody that I didn't like, I wouldn't have said anything and I would have wanted someone else to readdress it after I had known that my supervisor was looking at it. So oh, I could say, oh, by the way, did you go take a look? Mm. Yeah, you, you you didn't see it, did you? Yeah, that's on purpose. Like, oh, that, you know, mm, that nice, nasty shit. If I didn't like them. Now, that ain't my case now, so I wouldn't have even done that in that situation. But I could see it being the case. Are y'all friends with your coworkers on social media? Yeah. I think I'm in a unique position because I'm in a college town. So I'm 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 real friends with my coworkers. So mm-hmm. Same. y'all know where I work. <laughs> Homie so. don't play that, baby. Your request will sit in the box. I have thought about several times, though, uh, Jasmine, whenever I job search to like find that next move. I think I want to either go somewhere or do something with more anonymity. Like, I don't want everybody to be connected to me all the time. It is a burden. I almost feel like Michael Jordan did in 1990, whatever, when he uh, retired. Have y'all been watching the Jordan series on uh, ESPN? 
I've been working. I'm essential. Oh, Lord have mercy. And I don't have ESPN. I probably could. My, I'm sure ESPN is on my cable package at home so I can log in on Roku, but no. Is it good, though? Yeah, it's been pretty good. So they have, it's an eight series. Eight, eight episode, episode series. series. That was hard to say. <laughs> and they show two each week. And so this Saturday coming up, they show the last two. And it's just been really good. I don't think they were going to put it out so early, but ain't nobody doing anything else. And so they're like, let's just do it while everybody at home. That's nice. Is it on ESPN? One, two, three, four. That, it, well, I guess all of them. It's open on, it's on the app. So you can just watch it. I don't really know because it's on the app, but I think it's just the main ESPN. You know, I, I, need, I need my directions for Roku. Oh, the ESPN app, because that's where I watch. Okay. I'm going to try that out. You know, I like a good documentary. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what documentaries have y'all been watching? Ooh, um, just the other night I watched um Who Killed Sam Cook. It okay. was I knew so you was the realest. I knew and, and wasn't it wasn't good. It was so good. And it's just I knew that he had been murdered, but I didn't know um the quote unquote story about it. But more than that, I didn't know he was such an activist or had aspired to be such an activist. Um, in the black community had no clue and a lot of people feel this because of his political stance and how he would refuse to sometimes do segregated shows that he was killed by white people and he was killed in um was it louisiana um no la 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 because the la riots were soon after and some people think that like that was not the thing but one of many things in a short period of time that just was, had black people say, well, if this, we finna blow up this city because we tired of y'all. Because I didn't know that him, Muhammad Ali, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Malcolm X, maybe somebody else who's a series of people that died in a very short amount of time. Like I would say less than like a year and a half, year and a half, two years or so, maybe even shorter. But it was like so frequent or whatever that it was just really a lot. And mm-hmm. LA riots happened soon after in like 1960 something, right? I don't know the date. It had to have been like 67 because Martin Luther King died in 60. I about to say, it had to be in the 60s if it was around Martin Luther King death. So, yeah, we that close. Because yeah. what year did Martin Luther King die? 65? 8? Somewhere between there. Hmm. I often say, friend, don't put me on the spotlight like okay. that. Okay. I'm sorry. I was like, girl, you started it. Like, well, let's let's be real. Check. We said we was gonna talk about this. We were not adequately taught about our Black history. So, like, Absolutely whatever. Absolutely not. Right. Every, whatever deficits I have, like, I'm not necessarily gonna blame it on education. Although I think it's a big piece of it. But I'm learning as I go. Like, yeah. So if I don't remember what year Martin Luther King was born, died, got his PhD. Oh goddamn well, nobody taught me. So now I'm having to learn as I grow up, so I can teach my kids what they don't get. And that's fine. I was gonna say just for fun, he died on April fourth, nineteen sixty eight. Thank you, friend. I was I was close. Okay, nineteen sixty eight. But I do want to say I I am a little envious of this woman that I follow on Instagram. Like she's a nursing student, and so like I get to see her go through all of that. But she's she's also a black mom in Atlanta with two boys, and they school mates are all black. And I just love seeing their little activities and stuff. It's just so cute. And I'm like, oh, that's something I didn't have that I hope to expose my child to a little bit more of their culture. I agree, certainly with what we're talking about in terms of learning history. One thing that I do struggle with, y'all, is how people say we should be teaching people how to do their taxes growing up and do all these other things. And I'm like, actually, 
we are. Do y'all know the argument that I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you and I talking about We didn't learn that in school and you need to be learning, you know, retirement and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I think you did learn the fundamentals to be able to understand that. And so maybe you didn't get the proper fundamentals, but some of that stuff I think you do have. So I, I often disagree with people on social media when they say stuff like this. Also, I think you often see that with people of color though, too. I've never heard or seen a white family or white person say that they didn't get what they needed. And I think a combination of that is because one, they do. And two, like they find that they don't necessarily need those things to get ahead. Whereas I feel like people of color often have deficits that we feel like we should have gotten an education that would make understanding insurance better, would make understanding taxes a lot better. And so I I think that has a deep has deeper roots than just like I didn't learn how to do taxes or while I was in elementary school you know what I mean that's fair I think a lot of us put this heavy weight or think that it's something magical when it comes to simple things like taxes you know it's just an account of what you send the government and blah 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 but if we break it down to these principles I think people would get it they're just like oh it's too much to understand let me pay somebody to do it for me my cousin always tells me that his mom used to tell him, you are paying people for what you do not know how to do. Mm-hmm. That's why you pay people. Because, I mean, otherwise you could just do it yourself. Or you're just knowingly, you know, just choosing that you don't want to. But ultimately, you're paying people for what you don't know how to do yourself. Hmm. I got to reflect on that one a little bit more. I don't think it's that cut and dry. Yeah. But I do think there's some validity to it in that, like, again, taxes are not... I don't think they are rocket science in the way that we have been led to believe. Like, it's literally just equations. And I'm not saying that that also makes it trivial. I mean, obviously, you need to know how to do some stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, the numbers that they come up with are not magical. <laughs> it's a, it's an equation, and they do it, and you move on, you know? Gotcha. They might have came up with the equation a long time ago, and that was probably magical. But <laughs> right now, it's just a matter of plugging and playing. Right. I do want to move on, though. Um, what have y'all been getting on social media? I, before we even start, though, I I want to talk about somebody. Can I? Mm-hmm. Speak on it. Have y'all seen at CJ underscore is the king on Instagram? Have y'all seen these posts? Excuse me. CJ underscore is king. No, I haven't. Is this the lawyer? The way you're looking, Jasmine, I feel like I need to give you a few deets if, if you will. Please do. So, y'all. He just, so for context, CJ is a, um, he went to, I think, Southern Law, Southern Law School, and he just graduated, and he's kind of popular, um, fairly attractive guy, so like, I think he had a following on social media, probably because of that, but he recently, after graduation, he posted a, something that, at this point, now it's gotten 3,000 likes, and it is viral on Twitter, so let me tell you a little bit about it. It says, now that I'm JD, he says that his bar number is loading. Let's revisit that. I've entered into a new arena of black men. And in this arena, capitalized letters, I'm the prize now. Don't just take my word for it, though. And before you kill me in the comments, let me drop some stats on your ass right quick so you can see my point. So, of course, I went through and I was going to try to get y'all to too long. Don't read that type of thing for the stats. He has he spews out one, two, three, four, five, six stats that negatively talk about black women. And if we know anything about books to bills, we're not the kind of people that's going to do that. We're not going to degrade black women. Oh. Hell, even if I wanted to, I couldn't do it because I'm clearly outnumbered. Okay. But 
he says basically that he is the prize and that he is the thing that women should be wanting and that he shouldn't have to look after women because amongst the negative things he said about black women, he continued to forward this agenda that black women don't want or don't want average black men. So he also went past average men. First, he's, the first one says black women outnumber black men by two million. OK, that's probably a fact, but we ain't going to argue that. Then he goes on to say black women don't want to deal with a black man who's gay down low, has baby mama issues or has felony convictions, record in jail, all of these types of things. And he says goes on to say that that's 37 percent of black men. And I'm like, OK, you're mad because someone doesn't want to deal with a convict. And so all of a sudden you get in the JD, you can just out and say you the prize because you are in the other 63 other percent of people who aren't been those things. Yeah, like it's not that cut. Dry. It's, it's really no. not like I don't think he would want someone with those type of labels either. You know, like what he goes on to say. Black women want their mate to be attractive, have some form of edge, style, to be exciting, to not be lame, etc., which he acknowledges is, are all subjective things. And he says that also lowers the number of viable black men. So because of that, he is the prize. <laughs> I, I really wish we had gone live today because I think our, our thoughts and emotions... <laughs> people need to see y'all. <laughs> ...would be translating a lot better. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to figure out the intent. Like, yeah. the intent was to say there are still good black men out here. Just say that. Why you have to downplay black women? And why you have to downplay all the people in those categories? Just because somebody went to prison, just because somebody down low, just because somebody is gay, don't make them not valuable candidates. Like, to some people, you know what I mean? So it's just like, and then all the things that he lists out about exciting. What are the things he lists out to say that all black women want? He said he wanted them to be attractive, some form of edge, style, exciting, not lame. And so to, for... And to me, again, I don't necessarily think there are lies there, but the thing of it is, who possesses all of that? Who, who, like, who possesses all of that or whatever? And then who, who are... It's subjective and too, it's just like, who are you to say what black women want? Because you're obviously doing this based off your small sample size of black women that you've interacted in your lifetime. Yeah. And who's to say that you have all these qualities? I'm just, again, I agree. I'm just trying to figure out what his intent is because I'm like, were you trying to say that you're a viable candidate now? Were you not a, and it also discredits you. Were you not a viable candidate before you had tragedy? That's what I'm wondering. And then, you could have also shared all of this stuff by not even mentioning black women. You you could have shared that you are attractive and that you are heterosexual. You have no criminal record and no baby mama drama and you have high paying career potential. You could have said all of those things and not once mentioned anything negative about black women because there is more to the caption. And so, colleagues, I want you all to go take a look. You ain't going to believe it. But please go take a look and listen. If y'all don't mind, let me talk to him real quick. Can I talk to him? Go ahead. I'm a sh- I, you know, I don't ever get to the point where I say I'm ashamed to call somebody a fraternity brother, but I don't even want to name my fraternity today because he claims to be a brother of the oldest and coldest. And I am just displeased that he would degrade black women. All that alpha stands for, all that alpha does, is, and knows is the, you know, uplift of all mankind, right? We're for love for all mankind. And you're going to get on here and you're going to talk bad about black women. You made a... 
oh, you made an oath to support black women and stand by them and always make sure that, you know, even when people are spewing out shit like this, that you are the person who steps into the arena and make sure that black women are represented well. And not saying, I don't want to approach this from a, the position that black women can't do that for themselves. But I do want to acknowledge that, you know, I want to acknowledge privilege and how important it is that when you're in certain spaces, you are supposed to advocate, you know, equitably. And he certainly ain't doing that. So, CJ, brother, I need you to sit your ass down somewhere and really go back and rethink some things before you get on here and you talk about black women. Also, that you could at the very end claim yourself to be some prize that people want, because right now I don't know what you consider yourself to be some prize. A lot of people have a high paying career potential because technically that's everybody. So you don't go trying to say that shit and try to say that you're some great black man all because of these achievements that you've gotten and then try in the same breath to degrade black women and also degrade other black men who may be experiencing some of that. Like, oh, I get so heated about it, but I just had to in this staff meeting say something because I need the people to know that is unacceptable for you to get on there and and. And proclaim these things all because you are quote unquote educated. It's Vic classes. What what a beautiful read, my brother. Beautiful read. That didn't just got me all messed up today. But we got some other stuff we're gonna talk about on the staff meeting. Shall we get started with it? Amen. And we're gonna be quick today. Y'all know me. I always do something that's a little unorthodox and against the rules. Um, but we are going to talk about our summer plans. This is the last of our episodes and staff meetings that are going to be talking about COVID-19. We talked about this before. You tired of it. We tired of it. But the reality is that we all like that's what we're facing. And so we're going to talk about it a lot. Well, transitioning to be forward thinking, certainly with everything opening. I think it's time we talk about what we're going to be doing for the summer. What's like. And I guess I should say, Lord, let's pray that we really and truly behind this, which we don't know. But in the event that COVID is gone and it's leaving and and the numbers do take the decline, I want to know what people are doing. Um, I'll start first um, because I it's my topic, but <laughs> <laughs> let's go through. I want to let the folks know what I was going to be doing before we go to the new stuff. Everybody knows I work in orientation, so I was going to be busy anyway. But um, I'm going to say my first so we can get the sad shit out the way. But y'all know my uncle died from uh, coronavirus. And it's so funny because this summer. We were like my whole family was taking a trip to Kansas because we my papa's family. We do that all the time. And so this time it happened to be the location of where he lives. He's the only one that lives there. We were going to go visit and he's passed away. So all that to say, I don't have many. Well, I didn't have many other plans anyway this summer. But Erica, what what were you going to be doing if coronavirus hadn't happened? Yeah, well, I guess kind of I feel like May is kind of like pre summer. We wrapping up the wrapping up the spring. And so at the end of May, I was, we were supposed to be going to a grad school friend's wedding, which also happened to be in um uh, my hometown of Dallas, Texas. So I was going to also get to see my mom and my Triple parents. Triple D. Triple D. I was going to get to see my pimp, my mom, and check on my family. But now I've since canceled that flight and got my flight credit. Amen. Um, that wedding has been moved to July. Truth be told, I don't really know what July is gonna look like either. But if if everything works out, I will be attending that wedding. <laughs> I'm gonna be attending that wedding and seeing my family. And I was supposed to be going to Baton Rouge this summer to um visit with a friend who's buying a home. I'm going. That was gonna be my contribution to come help her move in, get settled, and celebrate her. Um. I, Again, you know, those are the only two things on my list. And usually with my job, I go to California in the summer, in July. Not sure if that's happening anymore. Um, 
yeah, so I was going to be at Cali, Texas, and in Louisiana. Those are my three trips. You was going on tour. But I do have an alternative that COVID is probably not going to mess up. And I'm going to get a puppy. What Tell us more. Erica's going to get a puppy. Yes. I'm going to get a puppy. So first of all, let me talk about I want a miniature schnauzer. And I'm going to name my miniature. Let me Google it because y'all know I don't know nothing about what dogs look like. That's only for white people. But <laughs> You know what? That's funny that you say that because growing up, I feel like there was always like this dogs are for white people thing and amongst black people. But obviously I have crossed over. Um, but yeah, I want a miniature schnauzer and I'm going to name him Tex um, to commemorate my home. Yeah, and hopefully I will have him by this summer. Um, I've already started walking and getting active because now I just need 45 minutes of activity a day and yeah, I gotta be out there with him. But, um, I've been actually trying to figure out if I want to adopt or not. And actually after yesterday, very quick story, went over to a friend's house. They had been walking their neighborhood for exercise and they was like, Erica, we done found Tex. We done found your dog. And I'm like, what y'all mean? It was like, this family got a little gray schnauzer tied up to a tree, y'all tied up to a tree now in general a lot of dogs can live in the house like dog but schnauzers i know for a fact they shouldn't be living outside like that and the dog is little Friend, i just googled this dog and there is no way this dog is outside tied to a tree <laughs> yes it is yes and so we walked over and saw him and it, the leash was short y'all and so me and my my friend he was just like we got to blow up that house. Seriously, we got to blow that. We got to get that dog up out of there. And I'm like, yeah, I really got a mind to go back through there with some scissors. Warren, you better not be trying to blow up no houses in Atlanta because I know it was you. Look, I'm going to get some scissors and I'm cutting him off. Because he, y'all, he outside. It ain't no water bowl next to him, no food bowl. So we don't know who's feeding him. That's we don't know if the family dog. inside is alive. I really want to go rescue him. But is that really a thing, though? Are dogs really and truly indoor and outdoor dogs? I feel like all dogs can probably stay outside. I don't know. Like, when did we start putting the mugs inside? When we started <laughs> making them pets. <laughs> but when? And where were the dogs before that? I got so many questions about dogs. Well, you need to do your research. Well, no. Well, Schnauzers, they originate from Germany, and they were bred to actually help farmers keep rats and stuff out the crops. So where that dog slept that night, I don't know. But it was a dog running and through the farm and stuff to help. And sometimes they can also be uh, dogs for cows, to round up cows. Hmm. Well, everybody press pause on the podcast and go Google what a schnauzer is. Now, don't Miniature spell it like schnauzer. I did. Because I spelled it S-N-O-W-Z-E-R. But thank God for Google. <laughs> and Google fixed me. I was about to say, Google got me together real <laughs> Wait, quick. It was like, no, boo, come on. <laughs> Yes, and Google was like, <laughs> how, did you spell it, how did you spell it? Don't, you don't even want to know. I don't know. Google didn't even let me get done. It was like, oh, we can't let yes, you do that. I definitely typed snowzer now that I think about it. But hey, it came right on up. All right. I it still worked. think it's a little ugly dog, but um, I think that if you get it, Erica, it will, be, it will have a nice home. Well, you know, I appreciate that. Lauren, one of our faithful colleagues, she calls them, she thinks they're ugly too. She calls them strong faced dogs. <laughs> you're, and if you know Lauren, you, she was like, "You one of them strong face dogs." Y'all, do y'all be calling people strong face too? You know. Yes. <laughs> I cannot stand Lauren. I am tickled. I am tickled. Um, Jasper, did you answer? No. No, I've been waiting. Well, God don't tell us what you was gonna this be doing. This week, I was supposed to be in Seattle. 
Okay. You said she was supposed to be in Seattle. Right now? Was this all summer? Was this a summer long thing? Like, tell me more. This was supposed to be my 30th birthday trip because my 30th birthday is at the end of the month. One time so for the birthday. So, was going to take mm. me to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. Um, but however, you know, this thing came through. So I don't even know. And we were doing the birthday trip early because I was supposed to be in Austin for a midwifery conference, and that is gone virtual. Now, was this the conference that you have joined us from two years in a row, right, on the podcast? Yes. Awesome. And we got to hang out with uh, Nikki one time while at the same conference. So when you when I initially asked about being in Seattle, I really wanted to know if you was going to be there for a long time. Because y'all, Jasmine and Nikki crossed me as that eclectic type of couple where they'd be like, and you know what? We're going to live in Seattle for the summer. And I could just hear Jasmine already saying, I have this plan to be a midwife in Seattle. Nikki's going to be a photographer out there and be teaching folks. Like I could just hear you saying it. That low key would be dope. I love it. Okay, I'm thinking now, like, hmm, how can we Are make that Are there such work? things as traveling midwives? Yes, definitely. Well, you already kind of there, ain't you? Well, traveling meaning, like, outside of my city. Oh. Jasmine, that makes sense. And then Nikki could honestly come with you, and y'all could have packages where, like, she'll, she, you can, you know how people be having the whole videos or the whole pictures of, like, from the beginning to the end? Well, she listens to the podcast, so after she listens, I'll let her bring it up. Shout out to Nikki because she said we was her funniest podcast, by the way. I saw it on Instagram. You did? She be listening. She be supportive or whatever. Well, I ain't gonna say she said funniest because that will be misquoted. She said she laughs of the podcast she listened to. This we- is what she laughed at the most. So We the funniest. My brain is going, so let me know when you're ready to get the business plan to going together because I'm already seeing from start to finish. You know what I mean? And that's what it could be called, from start to finish. You get where I'm going? From start to finish. Okay? My brain. Okay. 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 You had some good things going last uh, staff meeting. I'm just saying you need to get it, get your LLC going and get it. Let's let's do it. What what do I do with those ideas? Yeah, no, she actually need to be a consultant because this two weeks in a row she didn't got these elaborate business plans. That's what I'm saying. What do I do? How do I make money doing that? Seriously, like, what do I call myself then? Well, you got a name first of all, Books to Bills Consulting. Truly, <laughs> I did a fireside chat last week and yesterday about going to grad school. That's the books, and then the bills is everything else because ain't nothing free. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Books to business consultant. Let's do it. I do be forgetting that that you are working with a lot of students, Eric, and I bet a lot of them are, you know, applying to grad schools and that kind of thing. Yes, I just had a student. I had my one and only senior yesterday. Um, she got accepted into Georgia State's graduate program. I, I can't say her name, but I am very yeah. proud of her. Um, and it's beautiful because our company is trying our hardest to make sure first generation underrepresented students get through college and have successful lives. And we know that education isn't always the plan for everybody, but we do know it works for a lot of people. And for this young lady to be the first student in her uh, family to go to college and now she's going to grad school, like, shout out to you. Shout we out stand. to you. We stand. We stand. I actually want to shout out a couple of people because they shouted me out for um, this week is Nurses Week. And it, Monday was also um, the day of the midwife. And so they oh, shit, we missed shouted it. me I out know, on Facebook. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Y'all still friends. Um, but they posted just how I've impacted them. And in return, 
they've been able to impact their family. And one, she she's in grad school. Like she finished, she was pregnant. She finished her undergrad program and is in grad school now working, working full time. The other one is she got a whole bachelor's degree and going back for nursing. So, I mean, they're just doing amazing things. So shout out, shout out to people that's doing it. Despite, you know, everything that come up, they doing it. For them to want to continue in nursing, it says two things. It's either one, that they had a really, really horrible nurse or that they had a really, really great nurse. And we're going to err on the side of a really, really great nurse. So shout out to you, Nurse J. Thank you for your service. Thank you, friend. Amen. So have y'all ever played rapid fire? We call it a hot seat at work. And it's like a tradition. Everybody has to get on a hot seat at work once a Ooh. year. Okay, well, that's what I want to do now, because I just want to switch it up. And so I have hid these questions from the rest of the staff um, because I want authentic responses. But it's also not going to be like your traditional. Like, I don't got like 10 in a row that we're going to go. So the way the rules work is I'm going to ask one of you a question. And then so you will answer the question. You have to give us like a quick answer really quick. And then you can process a response. Okay, but you got to go real quick. So if I ask Erica the question, then Jasmine going to get the next question, because obviously you ain't going to be able to give me no authentic you know, response if you don't already heard the question. So, for example, if I say Android or iPhone and I'm talking to Jasmine, Jasmine going to answer and say iPhone. And then you go tell us why. You know, I okay. love answering questions. I could do this all, all day. Right. OK, so we're going to start with Erica, since I picked on Jasmine for the example. Erica. What's the first place you're going after the um, after COVID-19 is over? Okay, friend, you went too long. Okay, Dallas. Now tell us why. I really, really, really um, want to see my family. Um, again, my mom is still recovering from back surgery, and I have not seen her since I left in January. Um, and so I just really want to check on my mom and see her progress for myself and hug my parents and my grandmother. Yes, give all of them hugs. I told somebody, y'all, when this over, I'm going to give everybody that kind of hug that you grab them tight and rock them side to side. Like, that's how you know it's a good hug. You're not going to give them no church pet. Oh, no, they got to get the rock. <laughs> mm, so you got the church pet or the family reunion rock. And I'm going to go with the reunion rock. Amen. <laughs> family reunion walk. Amen. The, reu- <laughs> the reunion rock. Okay, so Jasmine, you can answer that question as well, but it's just ain't no rapid fire for you. The first place you're going after the uh, virus is over? Away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even, I don't even have a place in mind, just away. If y'all listen to my one-on-one, y'all know that Nurse J will take a PTO day, okay? After this, I feel like my whole team need two weeks off. And you know, I'm trash. I'm a trash colleague because I ain't been to the, the most recent one-on-one, so I got to go make sure I, I, I stay updated. I try to do it before the staff meetings, but my work been a little crazy. I would say the first place I'm okay. going after this is I want to go home too, Erica. I miss my family, and, and I'm just ready to go home and just be carefree. So, Jasmine, the next question is yours. Um, and they're all post-coronavirus, okay? So I think because we're talking about our plans afterwards, so I ain't going to keep on saying that part. Um, Jasmine, I probably shouldn't be, but I'm too damn excited about the fact that I get to... <laughs> I feel so much pressure right now. Um... Wait, wait, do it again. Wait, wait. I probably shouldn't be, but I'm too damn excited about the fact that I get to eat out. Mm -hmm. Tell us more. 
so I've been actually doing good about um, either eating in the house or ordering like a meal prep service. But baby, on Friday, we eating out for pizza and it's going to be at one of the favorites. We're going to eat it in the car because I'm not ready to sit in the dining area. <laughs> but it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be right. Hmm. OK, Erica. I thought you weren't asking the same questions. Well, it's I'm not asking it in the rapid format. So one person gets it rapidly. The other person doesn't. Got you, got you. Oh, God. And don't question me. I asked you, so answer the question, anime. <laughs> um, Probably a massage. Okay. I don't know why I wouldn't be happy about that. How often huh? do you get them? How often do you get your massage? I don't go nearly as often now, but I was going often while I was at the chiropractor because it was um a part of my treatment. So I got a massage every month. Um, but I still have like three adjustments and three massages or well, three adjustments and two massages at the place where I like paid for them in advance. And so I've been wanting to go. They've been open the whole time. I just haven't felt comfortable with the idea of being in so, of such close contact yeah, with somebody. So I was just like, I won't. Um, but yeah, I really, I really need a massage and I really want a massage and I'm hoping it's something I can bring back up to do like, you know, definitely once a month. Mm-hmm. This is not a rapid fire question, but for example, when coronavirus and stuff happened, my gym membership, I have to keep on paying for that. But my CrossFit membership, it got put on pause. So for your treatment plan, was it very similar? Did you either have to keep paying, keep paying for it or did they just stop it? No. So when I got ready to buy my house, I was just kind of looking at expenses that I needed to cut off because they were no longer necessary or just not in proximity to my house or my job. And that was kind of the thing with the chiropractor. And so uh when i signed up for my services i signed up on a special and so when you if you discontinue the services when you bought them on a special you have to pay the real rate if that makes sense so there's no you don't get to cancel and get your money back for what you didn't use you have to just pay the difference and so to keep me from having to pay they work with me and we're like well we can just keep your services we just know you're not gonna come there frequently so yeah i i was billed from my care credit card which is like a medical expenses credit card and so i'd already pay for it i can just use them whenever i want to because they never expire awesome okay okay um, what about you? All right, so I want to I want to make a quick reflection. Still a rapid fire. Okay. What turn is is it's, it's Erica turn first? Okay. All right, Erica. So you ready? Okay. I'm ashamed to say, but I haven't blanked the whole time during quarantine. <laughs> you know what's funny about this is that it would have been worked out. But I've been working out. Shout out to you, friend. Thank you. Oh, friend. I think that I think the people need to know about your friend that you met. Um, Joy. So mm-hmm. the the TLDR, the too long don't read though. Got you. I met Joy probably like a month ago. I was sitting outside on the phone with Jasmine, and this little lady pull up. She is older. She's sixty, but she don't necessarily look it. But you can tell she's older. She pull up with her in her little red car, her dog and a friend. She was like, "Hey, you need something from Walmart?" And I was like, "I think you got the wrong person." She was like, "I don't care who you are. You my neighbor. Do you need something from the Walmart?" <laughs> and so oh, I'm just so nice. <laughs> I'm 
cracking up because I realized she's just being neighborly and nice. And ever since, um, we started walking together around the neighborhood and she's very, very, very like sociable. So we talk to other people. We go and knock on other people's doors. Like this lady just dragged me around this neighborhood and I love it. She was looking for somebody one day and <laughs> that she had met two years ago. And so she knew it was across the street. And so she was like, I know it's one of these four houses. So I just went with her while we knocked on the doors and we met some more neighbors. Did y'all find the people she was looking for? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, shout out to Miss Joy. She is. And last thing, we went walking probably a couple of weeks ago, and she was so insistent on me riding her bike. She has this bike, and it's like an electric bike, so it got a little power on it. And so she was so insistent on me riding that bike around the neighborhood. So we literally just kept, I would ride, and then she would ride, I would ride. And I was like, I feel like I'm a kid again. <laughs> like, it was really beautiful. That's nice. We love neighbors. But I don't have anything. Honestly, I've been creative. I've been working out. I've been eating okay. But I can't think of nothing. Well, what about you, Jasmine? You ashamed to say, but you haven't done blank the whole time during quarantine. Shit, relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I wanted to say something about neighbors because when I am home, I've been chilling outside. And my neighbors came over and they were like, I'm so glad to hear y'all outside enjoying your your yard and she gave me a little cutting from her um her garden and helped me i was like girl yes come on neighbor it's gonna be just my luck that i get some shitty ass neighbors when i get a permanent spot no you friend you you are the neighbor so you you turn that neighborhood into you what you want it to be but they ain't gonna talk to me they gonna think i'm crazy you know me friend i would probably have done that same thing been like yeah i need something from walmart and people would be looking at me crazy it takes time. It takes time. All you need is one I person. Say, I'm in an apartment, and one side, um, I'm friends with them, but the other side, we can't keep no neighbors, so they've been cycling out like new underwear. Um, <laughs> if I had to answer this uh, question, I would say I haven't put on deodorant the whole time during quarantine. <laughs> 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 and guess what? Don't nobody else know, because I ain't been around nobody. And every time that I have been out, like if I've been shopping or something, it's been close to my shower time. So you you can never tell when I was close to a shower. Jasmine over there is about to die. What about your roommate? He can't smell you from across the no, hall? No. Um, I mean, we don't be that close, but I don't, I'm not musty. I ain't did much. Because like the, when I work out, so I, I run every day, but I run and take a shower immediately after that. So even that is, I feel like that funk expires pretty quickly. And you don't wear deodorant to bed. Mm-mm. I, I used to, but I don't. No, I could definitely understand that. When I lived in like Baton Rouge, I had to wear deodorant because it's so humid. But when I went back to Dallas, Texas, it's so dry that, like, honestly, I didn't have to wear deodorant. Even if I went outside for an extended period of time and I dry off, it just would not be musty. Now, I will say it's not a decision that I consciously made. I didn't like say at the beginning of this, oh, I ain't got to put on no deodorant. <laughs> it's just that I shifted my, uh, I shifted my your hygiene, routine. Your hygiene routine. Yeah. But I've been stopped wearing deodorant um, before I go to bed because I don't like to be on my pillows and the way I sleep, it gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last question. My my last question. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Shaq, because I got to talk about somebody because I'm still waiting on deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Like, you see on that that I ain't want none? No, no. no she's talking I'm to talking me. To <laughs> so a while ago, I feel like it was a few years ago, I got into making natural creams and scrubs and deodorant. 
and I made some deodorant and Jasmine, I don't, when did you even try it? I haven't tried it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, she asked me to make her some a couple of weeks ago. And I'm still waiting. Okay, she trying to play me on here, but let me set the record straight. I texted Jasmine last week to let her know that I got the coconut oil. It's only been a few days. Last week? It was week? at the end of the week. I know I probably... That's seven weeks. Seven it's seven Wednesday. Days. You said last week. When last week? It was at the end. It was either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Okay, anyway, but I'm the good thing is that I'm not musty. I was not relying on that deodorant coming well, through the mail. You see a lot of people the also me. talking about the deodorant was that they were using this time to like let their body become free of certain chemicals like aluminum that are in deodorant, and they were going to a natural deodorant after this time. So I have heard that. That's really how you do it. You got to detox before you switch over. Um, Erica says she ain't got none, but it looks like she knows exactly what she hadn't done. So let me redo her sentence, Jasmine. Erica is ashamed to say, but she hasn't made Jasmine's deodorant the whole time during quarantine. <laughs> or picked up my mama's <laughs> Mother's Day card that I need to put in the mail. I need to do that too. Ain't it <gasps> Sunday? Girl. Yeah. So at yes. the time of this staff meeting, we will have just passed Mother's Day. So shout out to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Absolutely. So my last one. So... Right before all of this, I was about to blank. Obviously, because I got finished reading the question. Who who turn is it so they know? Jasmine. Because I done forgot. Jasmine, it's your turn. So right before all of this, I was about to blank. Obviously, I can't do that. So I'm going to blank instead. And you can't use your summer plans that you already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. You know I was. Right before this, I was about to get comfortable, right, at work. Like, everything was flowing well. But what was the second part? Obviously, I can't do that. So now I'm going to blank instead. Try to work this new plan. I mean, like, it's just try to be as flexible as possible. Okay. Because whatever was normal ain't normal no more. So let's go. Let's go. I will say that I uh, have been... I found myself in this place where I like wanted more responsibilities about a few things and they just got slapped on me during the uh, coronavirus stuff. So now I'm like, well, this is something that I do now that I know I'm going to do forever. So you got to be careful what you ask for and when you ask for it, because it'll come in mysterious ways. But what about you, Erica? Okay. I'm trying to think of something that wasn't my summer plans. And I feel like just because you ask and I can't think of nothing, but every day I'm like, shoot, I was supposed to be doing that. <laughs> um, like did you have any social projects and things like when you were going to be working with other people and you needed to be there in person like any stuff like that I mean the one that comes to mind honestly first is that like the week when um the week before we were getting ready to go to California we all had tickets I actually they let me bomb so I can get all the points on my credit card we was getting ready to go to California and our trip got canceled a week before you still got your points yeah and my credit. Thank God good. Yeah. That's probably like the biggest thing. Well, I don't necessarily know what I um was going to be doing either. Hell, it's my question and I don't really know. I have one, but I don't feel like it's appropriate for the staff meeting. So we're going to leave that one alone. Oh. <laughs> Look, I know every time how to get Jasmine attention. <laughs> Jasmine is nasty, y'all. Because she always ready for... Nuh-uh. I just be wondering... <laughs> What is happening <laughs> in the streets? I didn't know you was going to call her nasty. Ain't he rude? Now she is. She is. 
But that's it. That's all the rapid questions. I think, I mean, I just wanted to do it that way, like a fun way to just kind of figure out what and where we're going to be doing this summer. Because I know it's all different. And hell, we probably don't know because we probably going to be back. Everybody going to make all these late summer plans. It's going to be like, well, sorry, but the coronavirus, you know, the numbers went back up. We all back at home for two weeks again. So I hope not, but it could happen. As we close out our um, our summer plan section of the staff meeting, I think it's time we move to our department updates. Who want to go first? Because I ain't going to tell nobody. <laughs> I don't have no department updates. I feel like my department needs to be shut down, to be honest. Friend, you got a lot of what in the hell done happens recently. Because I know you didn't seen this stuff about Betsy DeVos, so whatever you want to call her name. Oh, yeah. You should talk about it. So essentially, for those who don't know, she uh, she has... So she is the secretary for the Department of Education or something like that, or secretary of education, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she has instituted new guidelines for the ways that universities will respond to sexual assault. And they have used language that suggests that it's out there to establish rights for the uh, for the accused. But the way I interpret it, some of it, it puts more burden on the victims. Um, that's how I've interpreted it. And so I'm just really not excited about it. So my folks in education and care for that kind of stuff, I'm curious to hear y'all's thoughts and responses on it. Can you give an example of one of the things? Yes, Check, um, will you I will, share and that? I don't have it right in front of me. Yeah, Erica, so like, for example, now in here, so... And I'm probably going to misquote some of it, but now when you have like a student conduct hearing on campus... Like in the past, universities could just kind of figure out how they wanted those to be run on their own. Well, now this particular thing has gave some guidelines for the the panel that decides on the decision so that I'm like, okay, that could be a positive thing. One thing that I don't like about it, though, is that it allows the victim to be cross examined in the middle of a conduct hearing. So, like, the accused could technically, Mm. and that's the way I read it. Granted, I don't work in that particular area of student affairs, so y'all ain't got to worry about me right now knowing it. But, yeah. So, it's like, I don't think that a victim should have to be able to, uh, like, should be forced to answer questions from, you know, the person. But that's just my thoughts. It's so interesting. So, I worked at, um, I worked with the dean of students for a little bit on my, um, um, practicum. And I had um, got the opportunity to. Marty. <laughs> yes, Marty Fuentes Martin. <laughs> I remember. I remember thinking as I was like learning how they go about hearing these cases that at LSU it was similar, but the um, victim did not. And actually, I think they were called the complaint. It's the complaint yeah, in response. Yeah. Um, the complainant did not have to be, they certainly weren't questioned in person, but somebody else would question them. And the same way that right. they questioned the respondent. And I always thought it weird. I, something occurred to me then. I was like, wow, like the victim, and I'm not insinuating the victim shouldn't be believed by any, any means, but I was like, wow, the victim is really whoever reports this first. You know what I mean? When you really think about it, like whoever we whoever gets stamped as the complainant really has a lot of leverage in these situations just because no one is going to assume or shouldn't assume initially that you're not telling the truth but there are times when the complainant is lying 
and after a university or even a court does a hearing and questions both sides whether in the presence of the other person or not they find out that you know they feel like without a reasonable doubt assault did not happen in this case and so I definitely think there are measures that need to be put out because some people are wrongfully convicted or wrongfully accused. But I don't think that, like, somebody who's claiming the victim should have to, like, be forced to do that in front of other people. I think, like, there is value in giving that person comfort in the space to be able to recount their story in a way that's most comfortable to them, not to the person they claim they're accusing. Because if you ask the right questions and you do it appropriately, you should be able to find the truth regardless. Friend, I, I agree with many of the things that you have said. It's just, yeah, it, it's frustrating also to see them care about certain things. Not that you do, not that I don't want them to be caring about sexual assault and those types of things. But I think there are right now or I got to tread lightly with the way I'm going to say this because I don't want to imply the wrong thing. I think that there are other issues facing the Department of Education that they could be spending some time on versus spending time on this and disenfranchising people who have been uh, victimized by sexual assault. No, I agree. Agreed. Jasmine, you got anything on Ask Nurse J? <laughs> Look, Nurse no, J ain't Nurse got to work from home like everybody else, so um, she's tired. Yeah, I, I am tired. And this week I'm going into the office or the hospital every week, so... But this weekend, um, or actually this whole week, I've been doing better at my self-care. Like, I will leave my phone in a whole different room, spend time by myself, spend time with Nikki. So this weekend is no exception. Like, I'm going to spend time with her and my alone time. Um, but also going to see my mom on Sunday. So that'll That's be nice. nice. We'll tell the family that we said hello. I will, because you know they ask, especially my father. Do we? That's my buddy there. So I'm going to say this last two sentences because I just pulled it directly from the articles for those people who do be fact-checking books to bills. So this is from the Washington Post, and it said, The new rule bars universities from using a single official to investigate and judge complaints, a popular model, and instead creates a judicial-like process in which the accused has the right to a live hearing and to cross-examine accusers. The rule also adds dating violence and stalking to the definition of sexual harassment. So I actually like that last sentence. I think that was helpful. But the first piece, I'm like, I think we need to spend some time making sure we work it out because ten, what tends to happen, in my opinion, in situations like this is that when we have these types of administrations, our most conservatives, they end up passing a bunch of regulations and stuff that leaves way too much interpretation and we ended up you know, we end up being in bad situations. So there's that. That's all I got for today's staff meeting. Great staff meeting. Very comprehensive. So I'm going to go ahead and end the meeting for us today. We hope that y'all enjoyed today. We hope that you like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your pa that what's the real line? that's what is that the same song anyway I, did you say go back to arkansas yeah because that's it's tell your paul tell your paul uh, some some back to arkansas da, 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 that's what i want from ray charles that's what i want that's what i want what i want that's what i want close the podcast with that song by ray, ray charles then well, 
If you want to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, please at uh, use at Books Two Bills Podcast on Twitter at Books Two Bills. And if you would like to send us an email question or just follow up with us, shoot us some shoot us in our inbox at from Books Two Bills Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening today. Peace.